Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Time for another Bible Chat from the book of Ezra. I'm Brett. Rick has joined me here today for this chat. Rick Doctor, host of Walk Worthy with Rick, a YouTube channel that trains people on how to evangelize. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, I want to read Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 through 23 in the NIV 1984 edition. This is Ezra speaking. There by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. He's talking here about the journey from the, where they're in captivity in Persia to the Holy Land, mm-hmm. to the Promised Land right. that they had formerly dwelt in. So what do you want to share about this from yeah, your well, perspective? It's one of these things that strikes me as that Ezra is really leaning into a reliance on God, and so much so that to him, to rely on someone else would make him feel ashamed, right? He says, For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told the king, The hand of our God is for good on all who seek him, and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. Ezra was putting his faith to the test here. He had said with his mouth, No, God protects those who are his, and anyone who would be an enemy to his people, God will forsake them. Well, if you follow that logic, Ezra was embarrassed. He would be too embarrassed to ask the king to give him an escort, mm-hmm. which, you know, you might be able to argue one way or the other, hey, you know, maybe that makes sense or, or this or that. But Ezra had bragged so much about God's goodness and provision for his people that he was not willing. So what did he do? I'm going to fast. I'm really leaning into God and in faith. We're going to fast, and not just me, all of the people, we are going to fast and pray that the Lord will give us protection. And the Lord answered. He did indeed. One of the things we want, might want to uh, remember also is we have a, a little bit of an inkling of evidence that the king and the Persians were polytheistic and believe that there were provincial gods, gods over certain areas. And it might make sense that God would protect them in their own land where he, you know, their God dwells mm-hmm. near Jerusalem and right. in the Holy Land. But here they were far away from home. They would need an escort to get them to their place where they could be safe with their God. Right. But this is a little bit of a statement also that our God is the God of the universe. Right. He's the God of all. He is the one true God. He will protect us. Yeah, they're not going to make a a worship or uh, make a sacrifice in every single land along the way to every of the regional gods there. This is the one God that they they trust and they they believe in. And it's one of these ideas, too, that, you know, when's the last time you fasted? Mm. When's the last time you were so reliant and so cognizant of your need for God that you realize I have to fast here Mm because I need God to come through. 
Yeah, and boy, so that brings up a, a, an interesting topic, the topic of fasting for Christians today. Nowhere in the New Testament are we commanded to fast? Uh, yeah, no command, but I, I, if my reading of it is that there is an expectation. There is such an expectation that the early Christians, the, the earliest Christian doc, document we have after the scriptures is the Didache. Uh, the, or the Didache. Or the Dash, <laughs> or however you want to pronounce it. And they had explicit instructions for Christians on how to go about fasting because it was a regular part mm-hmm. of their walk. It was part of their spiritual disciplines was to fast. In fact, it seems that the early Christians were fasting twice a week. Wow. And so it seems to have fallen out of fashion as a regular spiritual discipline mm-hmm. in our day. But Jesus didn't say, if you choose to fast, he said, when, when you fast. The assumption is there that fasting was a regular part of mm-hmm. their spiritual walk. That's right. Also, um, and this is somewhat controversial because now we're going to get into the topic of particular texts of Greek texts that your New Testaments are based upon, but there is a passage of Scripture in the New Testament where Jesus said, this one comes out referring to demonic... Right, possession. Yeah, demonization was the best way to phrase Uh, it. That this type of demon only comes out through prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Now that is what you'll read in your King James and your New King James, but your NIV, NLT, and others will not put and fasting in there. Mm -hmm. And so there's a disagreement among scholars as to which ancient texts are correct on that. Which brings us to a whole nother topic, and that is, are our Bibles reliable? And, and here's where the skeptics and everything start attacking Christianity, say your foundational documents are not even consistent. There's some disagreements among them. Well, here's the deal. The disagreements are so minute. I just shared one of, one of the, I wouldn't call it disagreement, but just a variant, mm-hmm. uh, a slight difference. Is that phrase original or not? Some texts have it, some don't. Which one do you go with? No major, or for that matter, really even minor doctrine is impacted of what we believe about Jesus, about God, right. from these different texts. Right. The Bible is reliable and so consistent with all these manifold thousands of ancient manuscripts that we have. So go fast. Don't go slow, go fast. <laughs> so fasting is a good practice and one that, I'll, I'll be honest and transparent here, I don't do it much. Part of that is I'm hypoglycemic, mm-hmm. and my doctor instructed me that it might not be. In fact, that's how I found out I was hypoglycemic. <laughs> you were my fasting. Late, I was fasting, and I passed out. Right. So, <laughs> uh, doctor said I appreciate that. But there's more. You know, fasting typically is from food, mm-hmm. but you can fast from other things as well. Right. It's something to consider. Something to consider. Something to use, uh, and even for short periods of time. Anything where you are, as we were, as as Ezra was doing here taking his attention away from the world and placing it and relying solely on God. And, and by the way, fasting is not something necessarily that is a performance thing that will God cause God to answer us in a way that he wouldn't necessarily before, as much as it is a way for us to increase our sensitivity to hear his voice as we pray. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.